Welcome to the Searching for Meaning podcast. My name is Gonzalo and um, today it's going to be a very special episode because if you've been following along, it's always me and my brother Tiago. But um, a few weeks ago, we did a podcast about dating, uh, the game more specifically. And a lot of you guys, uh, like through Instagram and through email, sent us a lot like questions like, oh, this girl left me. How do I talk to that girl? And so like better than me and my brother, who are not at all experts in this, talking about this, uh, we decided to go to someone who's actually an expert at this. And like, not only an expert, um, this guy has helped over 4,000 clients on these type of issues. So like on how to succeed in your dating life, relating and creating impact with those high value people that you want to meet that, you know, before you thought were unattainable. Uh, this guy has, has been the top consultant for top executives from Fortune 500 companies, so like Netflix, NASA, athletes, and other industry creatives. So today I have with me uh, a man that goes by the name of Colgate. Welcome. Hello, hello. How is everyone doing that's listening? <laughs> I hope everyone's doing fine. And um, so just to start, and so people get a bit of background on like who you are, how did you got into this, I would ask, well, exactly that. So... Um, how did you get into the dating industry and, you know, how did you start? How long have you been doing this? And yeah, your current absolutely. Topics? Well, first of all, I would just want to say, uh, Gonzalo, thank you for having me on your podcast. I, I got a chance to kind of do some research before I said yes to it. And I normally don't say yes to a lot of things. So it means you're definitely doing something awesome. And I'm thank hoping so that me coming on here and helping your listeners and trying to shed some light into maybe what's potentially happening in their life can create some awesome impact and momentum for people going forward. So it's a pleasure to be here, first of all. So um, to answer the question, um, I got into this whole dating world very, very early on. Um, I was 14 at the time. Wow. I remember that I was always the type of guy that was always a hopeless romantic. I always wanted it to be just like in the movies and I wanted it to always be this, uh, fairy tale kind of thing where a boy meets a girl. And I just, I kind of just thought that's how it worked. You know, I thought when I looked at my parents, when I looked at my uncles and aunts and everyone around me, it just kind of just happened. You know, you met the person you were meant to be with and then you ended up with them and you built a happy, happy, happy life. And it wasn't until I was 14 that I started feeling the harsh realities of what this world sometimes offers to sometimes the perceptive value that we bring onto others. And what I mean by that is we don't, I don't really assess people in a I'm better than you or you're better than me kind of aspect. To me, in a, in a very hum, human side of me, everybody is equal. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows anything more than anyone else. And what we do know is experience reference points to our lives anyway. So even as me being the expert in authority, there's always a grain of salt that should be taken because yes, I've taught thousands of guys around the world. Yes, I've been at this for 16 years, but at the end of the day, there's still a, I'm talking from my experience and the experience that I've seen. So with all that into consideration, I know that sometimes the perceptive value that people bring when they're first trying to start their dating life or, you know, 10 years into it isn't the correct approach. And I think that's what was happening to me at that time where I didn't understand the landscape of not showing too much interest right away and, you know, mm -hmm. making it uncomfortable for a girl and not having her be able to kind of go along for the ride and do everything that the courtship process of a person and another person aligning should happen. I, I didn't know these mechanics. I didn't know the structure. So I was doing things like, you know, putting a rose inside of a girl's locker, <laughs> getting the, the code from her best friend and saying, hey, uh, just let me put a rose in her locker because I want to invite her to go to homecoming, you know? And yeah. what happened was, is that she's the girl for this example she said yes right so she says yes to me okay and then um two days before we're supposed to go to homecoming she calls me to tell me that although she said yes to me the senior uh aka the older guy that had asked her to go with him uh she was more interested in going with him and hopefully it wasn't the problem and i was like yeah no no it's no big deal you know it's, it's all good it's, you know I, I was planning on going with someone else you know if this happened anyway so it's all good you know? <laughs> 
and I felt shit. And I was like, dude, there has to be a fucking thing out there that I can kind of get into. Right. So that this doesn't happen. Cause like, I'm yeah, like a better right now. Way. and I'm like, I don't want this to be a thing. I was, I was self-aware enough to know that if I didn't resolve this, it wasn't going to get better with time. Like it wasn't going to, it's not just like all of a sudden things are going to manifest and it's going to work. If it's not working, something needs to change. But at that time, I just didn't know what that was. So I started looking online. Um, I found uh, a couple of people like David D'Angelo from, uh, um, uh, from way back. Uh, he was talking about a guy named Mystery. I looked up Mystery, um, but then never paid it any kind of mind, right? It was just kind of a, this thing where I just kind of just looked into it for a bit. Maybe I, I kind of read a lot of stuff for about a week or two, and then I just kind of moved on. And it wasn't until my uh, brother who was dating a girl at the time, uh, she was saying that um, she was talking to him and she was like, uh, Hey, um, I hear that your, your brother, um, he's into like uh, dating stuff. Well, my, my, uh, my friend told me about the show on VH1 called the pickup artist. Oh, cool. And yeah. I watched the pickup artist and I was like, okay, this, this makes complete sense. Right. And at the time I kind of just realized, you know what? And at this point, I think I was like 15 ish. Right. I was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of this just has to do with like, if people think that you have girls, then you kind of get a, a step ahead because they already assumed you have girls. So I decided to write a book uh, on Microsoft Word, ended up being 77 pages long called uh, wow. Women's Philosophy, A Man's Right to Know. And I printed out one copy, wow. brought it to school, <laughs> showed my friend and he's like, yo, let me read this. And he took it with him. And by the end of the day, everybody knew about this fucking book. Everybody knew that I had written it <laughs> and I had been called to the principal's office to, to oh my talk God. about this book. And I, when I get there, he looks me dead in the eye and he goes, I read your book. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Not what you'd expect. You know? And I was like, whoa, really? Pretty so cool. I, I went to the library the next day and I printed out 77, uh, sorry, I printed out uh, 20 copies that were 77 pages long. Um, the reason I did it at the library is because I printed out the first batch at my house and I ran my ink uh, all the way down. Okay. So I went to the library, <laughs> printed out 20 copies and just kind of just passed them around to people. And then from there, everybody was like, hey, man, have you heard of this guy named Mystery? And I was like, yeah, I've heard of the guy. And they're like, he's like, oh, you know, uh, uh, he's like the world's best guy. Right. So I was like, all right, fair enough. So I, I reached out to Mystery and I got in touch with his assistant and he's pretty much said, you know, uh, you know, what do you want? And I was like, hey, I was wondering if you, uh, you know, guys needed any assistance or, you know, interns or anything like that. Like I get a bunch of emails now of the same me yeah. as I was back then. And I always answer them <laughs> because I remember how oh, I was, cool. you know, so I, I always take the time. And if a guy offers values, you know, who knows? But anyway, yeah, you never so, know. Yeah. So uh, actually, just before you continue, yeah. just for context, you were still 15 when you reached I was around the 15. Yeah, I was 15 years old. Okay. I had already been like going out and like learning some dating stuff, reading some stuff casually and on and off. But it wasn't anything that I had really like delve into. Right. So okay. at 15, I, I reach out to Mysteries uh, people. I get in touch with his uh, assistant at the time. And he's pretty much like, hey, man, can you do HTML? Can you do this? Can you do that? And I'm just like, no, I can't. And he's like, All right, well, then we got no use for you, you know? So I was like, dude, come on, yeah. man. You got you to have something I can do. And he's like, nope, sorry, dude. So I just kept bugging him. I just kept annoying him. Like, <laughs> legit, I would email him like every day for like a week, you know? And I was like, look, man, give me anything. Let me just show you what I can do. Like, let me write some stuff. Like, I'm a great writer. Like, let me do something. And he's like, all right, look, man. I got 200 items that mystery wants me to Google and it's, it was every, anything from like, you know, what's the best working light condition? Uh, what's a cool <laughs> shoe rack? Um, you know, what's a, a, a good lighting system for, uh, uh, behind a, a um, a plant, okay. just random shit. Well, he gave me th these items and I spent the entire night. I didn't go to sleep, but I spent, I think it was like a total of, nine to 10 hours, just Googling, fucking presenting all this information onto a, a Word document. And in the morning, I sent it to him and I was like, done. And he's like, uh, I expected to get an email with a few of them done, but you did them all. Wow, man, that's impressive. So I said, I'm telling you, man, I, I fucking work fast, right? So 
long story short, um, I started doing some stuff for him, like intern work, writing some stuff for mystery, like scripts for like stuff that he was doing, um, appearances that he was doing. And then they invited me to go to a boot camp. And I remember telling him like, oh. look, man, like I go to these, I've seen this boot, these boot camps online and like, it seems like every boot camp, you guys are just kind of just, you know, kind of just going in there and doing your thing. You know, maybe you guys should consider having somebody take some notes and coming up with like a PowerPoint. Oh, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Before you go on, uh, can you just explain what is a boot camp? Yeah, so just, a, I don't think a most boot people camp know. is a training weekend that pickup artists or dating consultants hold uh, all across the world. Um, and what they are is a very focused time to work on your skill set in your dating life. So we focus on everything from the structure of what you're doing, uh, the material that you need in order to handle uh, the conversations that you're going to have with complete strangers, body language stuff. Uh, we focus on the way you're saying things so that you create impact. So over a weekend, uh, three days um, typically, uh, we isolate and we figure out what your sticking points are, what your problems are, and then we get to fixing them so that by the end of the weekend, most of them are resolved. And then you get to go back home and work on a skill set until new sticking points uh, find themselves to appear. And then you work on those and you're able to coach yourself until you get a skill set that lasts you a lifetime. And that's what I want. I want guys that have skills when it comes to going up to complete strangers that, like you said, were at one point unattainable and being able to not necessarily, you know, get the, the, the girl to sleep with them. Cause it's not about that. It's about something more. It's about having a moment with somebody, leaving them better off than you found them. And look, if it happens to be that you guys align and start a sexual relationship from it, that's, that's just a bonus point. But to me, you always approach every group with a I don't have to take anything from them, but in fact, I have to rather give. And if you do that, then you're already halfway to success anyways, you know? So that's what a boot camp is all about. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so uh, I go to a boot camp. I figured I should take notes and try to create some PowerPoint because these guys just seemed like they were rock stars and, you know, living the crazy lifestyle and just teaching guys information that they knew worked. And it was amazing to me. And at that time, it was like, shit, man, like there's this whole curtain behind this process, the process that I said before about my mom and dad and my aunt and my uncles. And I, I thought that just happened naturally. No, there, there's a system to this. <laughs> if you learn the system, you can, you can get really good at this. And I pretty much stayed there the entire uh, first day for the boot camp, taking notes. At the end of it, I showed uh, Love Drop, uh, Chris uh, Odom, who uh, helped write the mystery method. Um, and he says, Hey man, this is great. You should come to dinner with us. So I go to dinner, um, while at dinner, they had these two coaches with them that were supposed to help guys go out. Um, and they were trying to talk up this waitress and she just wasn't really buying it because they were kind of coming on very strong. Okay. And I just remember at the time I just had gone out enough to have some conversations. I knew a couple of like routines and, and stuff that, um, are there to, just allow you to have something to say so that you don't have to think about it. So I just literally picked up something from the book. I said it out loud and she laughed. And at the end of it, I went for the measly quick number close where I try to get her number just to impress uh, mystery and everybody else. And to my luck, she gave it to me. Um, Funny oh enough, God. she never, I never saw her again. She never came out. I told her, Hey, we're going out, blah, blah, blah. She never, never came out. But I got the number and it was enough. So that mystery said, this guy's good. He should come out with us tonight. And I ended up going out with them. Um, I was 15, so I couldn't get in. I told him, I was like, hey, man, I don't think I'm going to be able to get in. And he's like, don't worry, you're, you're going to be on the list. So you'll just walk in. And I said, you're, you're with the cool people. And I said, all right, fine. So I get to the door and I'm on the list, but they still want to see my ID. So I'm like, oh my God. So I, I talked to a group uh, next to me. I'm like, you know what? I remember them saying, if you walk in with two girls, they won't ID you. So let me try that. So I ended up talking to the first group that was there, two girls. They ended up not doing anything. They rejected me. I just left kind of with my, my tail underneath my legs, got some more courage and talked to another group, got it enough going along to where I went to the, Hey, I have offer. I have value. You can come in early inside the club with me and not do the lines. That's basically what I was saying. Right. And then these girls walked yeah. up with me. 
the guy pretty much let me in. I told him like, look, man, I can't, I don't have my ID. The girls were supposed to bring it. They didn't bring it. My friends are already in there. You know, I don't know what to say. Like I already, I have a credit card, which was a credit card my dad gave me. So I was like, so, you know, I have to be at okay. least 18. So let, let me just in. So once I got in, I ditched the girls, ended up thinking to myself, if I talk to everyone here, if I talk to all the managers, the bartenders, the, uh, the bouncers, then maybe they'll remember me. And the next time I don't have to get ID'd again. So I ended up doing that. But what I really didn't realize I was doing was I was talking to all the people that students never talk to because they're so scared. They never talk to the bottle girls. They never talk to the, the bartenders, the, the shot girls. And to mystery, it was so impressive to sit back and watch this 15 year old kid <laughs> just literally talk to everybody in the room. And after that night, he was like, Hey man, you need to come coach with us. And I was like, look, man, I, I got school, you know, I'm, 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 I'm coming to high school, <laughs> yeah. right? Like this is, this yeah. And I'm curious, like, uh, while all this is happening, what's going through your mind? Cause I can't imagine like if I was 15 and all of a sudden I'm inside of a club and I'm meeting mystery who's pretty much the, the reference in all of this. So what was going through your mind? At Can this I point? tell you what really was going through my mind? It was like, they're trying to upsell me. They're trying to get some money off of me. This is something they okay. do to everybody. You know, these guys are good, you know, like they're, they're, they're definitely got their, their stuff uh, in order. So maybe they're, they're just trying to, you know, build me up so that, cause I haven't paid anything right up until this point, like yeah. they've invited me, I've been doing some work for them. I haven't gotten paid for anything. They've invited me to go to a boot camp where guys are paying thousands of dollars to go. I'm going for free to take notes. Like this seems a little bit off, right? And then, like, I'm <laughs> yeah. just thinking that, but it wasn't until mystery said it. He's like, look, man, you're 15 years old. That's crazy. He's like, when, if, if I got into this when I was 15, man, oh my God, you know, like, you have to think he was just seeing a lot of potential. Yeah, he said, he's like, you have to think about it this way. School can wait, you know? He's like, you're <laughs> going to become one of the world's greatest pickup artists if you keep going. And, and, and you can do that. So I suggest you come coach with us. And I still said no. I still, I, cause in my mind, yo, from the reality that I was living in, the small town reality of like, you know, I'm going to get married to somebody within 25 miles of where I grew up and yeah. I was going to work somewhere near where I grew up and all this kind of like stuff that was kind of fed to me throughout my life. It just didn't seem possible. Mm -hmm. I was just like, nah, man, I don't, I don't know, man. I got to get back to school, you know? So I went back to school. And then as soon as I was like 16, I turned 16, I was just like, you know what? Whenever they're like around, if they're in like Miami, if they're in Chicago, if they're in pretty much like East Coast or like a little bit, like a little bit out of the mid of the East Coast, I'm going to go to boot camps because yeah. they wanted me to go. So I started doing that. And then from there, it just like propelled into like every month I was going off and doing a boot camp with these guys and just rolling up and like I would get flown in. Uh, on a Thursday and then tell my parents mm -hmm. like, Hey, I'm going to be going to a class trip in DC, you know, but I'd be like in <laughs> Chicago with like mystery and matador and love drop, just doing a boot camp, And it got so crazy so fast. And it just so happened so quickly, but I got really into uh, the scene. We were going out a lot of nights. We were doing a lot of boot camps at that time. Mystery had his, his books at full fledged. The show was out. We were rolling deep, you know, like limos and uh, uh, service going in through back doors. Like everything that you would think is cool was happening at that time. Yeah. So to me at 16 years old, it was just like, whoa, this is, this is insane. You know? Yeah. I can't imagine because, and uh, one thing I wanted to touch uh, there is, that I feel like a lot of guys, you know, when they get into this, it takes a lot to get into because mm -hmm. they feel like, oh, maybe it's so weird or, oh, no, I don't need that help. There's a lot of ego attached to getting help in that sense. But do you think that like getting at such a young age helped you in that regard? Because like you didn't have a lot of attachment to it. I, I think that getting it at a young age is best, right? Like in an ideal world, like my biggest plan for all of this is that I build enough authority to where I can just go up to maybe maybe at a small level my school and say hey you guys got to start teaching social dynamics to both the males and the females at a very early age so that we can avoid a lot of the shit that's going on in this world with guys and girls uh and their interactions you know if yeah. we get that in earlier we can avoid a lot of shit so in in a in a uh bigger uh scope of things that i want to do that's that's what i'm working for 
But for me, I think that what I was able to do at a young age, which I think if you're able to do at any age, you'll be able to get really great at this, is that I was always coachable and I was always humble enough to just shut the fuck up and listen to who I knew knew better than I did. And I think a lot of people struggle with that where like they always want to find a system within the system. You know, you can have Gates on your show tomorrow teaching people 10 things to make a million dollars by next Tuesday. And most people will listen and try to find a system within the system of Bill Gates and, and they won't succeed. While the people that just shut up and humble themselves and take the advice and execute it perfectly, they'll get the result. And that's the difference. And I just kind of knew that very early on. And I've been on this very much like self-development, trying to really capture a well-rounded male uh, behavior, high value male mm-hmm. behavior since that age. And I think that I've made myself diverse enough. I've made myself balanced enough. Um, all that, if a girl was to get involved, it's not just about being able to get the girls. They have to want to stay as well. Yeah. They have to want to sure. put as much effort as you're putting into it to, to make it work. And if you're not seeing those things in your relationships, I don't want you to blame the girls if you're a guy. Because like I tell my students, you have to always take the blame yourself at first. You always have to ask yourself, what am I doing wrong first? Because you can't put it on them. People behave the way they behave. And most of the times, if her telling you to fuck off isn't her being mean or her being a bitch. It's just that fuck off has worked a lot of the times when a guy comes up to her the wrong way. And if she says that you go away. So she says it. And it doesn't mean that you're a bad person or that you're below her or that you're less valuable than her. And that she's, you know, a stuck up bitch. As a lot of guys talk, it's not that at all. It just means that the way you came at her, Maybe you came at her with a lot of interest and it kind of creeped her out because she's not used to the guys that she dates showing her that much interest. It's not, it's not attractive. So if you had not shown that interest, she might've talked to you longer and then it would have bought you more time, but you set certain things off, but you can't blame her. You have to look at your behavior first. And if you can do that, then, you know, you start to put that ego stuff aside and you can say, you know what? Before I start blaming the world and I start saying, oh, only the guys that have the bottles get the girls, only the girls that do this or that, and start solidifying all this bullshit reality stuff that you'll carry through your whole life. And as you get older, just gets fucking harder and harder to shake. Just know that if you humble yourself and that you make yourself coachable, there are definitely... Not a lot, but there are a few, a handful of guys out in the world that can get you your skills fast and get you living your life in a very sustainable way so that you can have a lot more potential and a lot more happiness. And ultimately, like I always tell my students, get to the point where you're living and you're dating fearlessly, where you're not going up to a venue and you're scared to talk to the girl that, fuck, man, that's the girl that I would love to see myself spend some time with. I want to know what her story is. I want to know who's behind all of this because there is someone behind all of this. Just like with me, there's someone behind all of this. And I need to find out what that is. And to be able to do that at a very successful rate, not perfect. It's not, it's not like it's magic. It is fucking magic, but it's not perfect. (laughs) It doesn't work a hundred percent of the time, but at my level for it to work, 91, 92% of the times that that's what it feels like. It works more than it doesn't, you know, it works all the time basically until it doesn't maybe one time it it feels like magic. There's consistency there. And uh, I really like what you said there of, um, you know, always taking responsibility. That's that's the thing we, we also talk about a lot here. And because a lot of guys that I see, even messages that we get, it's always like, Oh, I, I wanted to do this, but then something happened that stopped me from doing mm-hmm. it. But in reality, it's like it may have stopped you then, but there's always the best decision in that scenario, you know? For sure. It's like like uh, circumstances will always have an impact, but you can always impose your will upon them. For sure. I, I like that. I, 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 that's, that's exactly what I say. Um, the way that I look at it is that destiny is a second chance. 
you can make yeah. decisions. You can take action and, and, and find a better way instantly. Every passing second is a chance to turn things all the way around. And if you don't look at it that way, you'll, you'll never truly capture the power that you have over what outcomes that you'll ultimately get when you set yourself up for success. Because I don't think most people live in what they want to be in the future. They, they're either living in the past or they're so engulfed and uh, um, getting squeezed by the present. And if they were just to be able to relax a bit and just start thinking, who, who do I want to be six months from now? What does that look like? How do I yeah. backwards engineer that behavior, that process, that lifestyle, that career uh, path, that uh, uh, a financial uh, uh, gain, whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, you being able to, uh, to foreshadow your success to yourself and say, this is what, it, what I have to do to make it work is, is, is brilliant. That's, that separates yeah. the people that succeed at a high capacity. And, and the guys that I work with, I work with a, a very accomplished set of clients, you know, smart type A results driven guys, guys that work for companies that hold up those same morals that execute at a high behavior. And all those guys share one thing in common is that when it comes time to do it, they're not just doing it. They're trying to execute it perfect. There's a, there's a, yeah. a, a level to getting it done and then getting it done correctly. And I think most people try to shortcut. Most people try to get there fast as opposed to just doing the process, falling in love with the phases, going through it one by one until all of a sudden all the things kind of click. And then whatever yeah. it is you're trying to accomplish, it just starts to just become sort of something you maintain, not something that you're working on, you know? Yeah, and I feel like that's such a much healthier approach than you know trying to get it in one month or three months it or, can't happen you know, just short Dude, this is a skill set that most men and, and i've worked with clients from all all backgrounds right no matter yeah. what they do and I've, I've worked with guys that are better looking than me i've worked with guys that are taller uh have more abs have everything <laughs> in their life figured out more than me but the one thing that they've always valued me for is my ability to go into a room and work the room because when you don't have that and you want that and you have everything else figured out, it pains you even more. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like the one thing and like with that in mind. Um, so if a guy like decides he wants to get good at this, what would you say like some first steps are that he can take to, you know, start getting good at this? Yes, absolutely. So my thing is, right, this is this is where normally everybody goes, well, you should go on the website and do this. See, no, I don't, I don't <laughs> think that. I think a lot of guys like myself can go out and get reasonably better without really ever stepping into a boot camp or getting any consultation or anything like that. They can, if people have will, uh, a strong willpower, they can get a lot done. However, I do say this. There, there's two decisions that need to be made. The first one is the decision that you want to get good, right? That you, you want to work on it. Fine, done. You're going you're gonna to tell yourself, I'm going to go out on Friday. The next decision is to actually go out on Friday because a lot of guys at a very uh, uh, small scale, but still happens, guys tell themselves, okay, I'm going to work on it. And then they never take any action. They go read a post, they go watch a video, but they never go out and practice anything. They, they don't get themselves the life experience that they should get. They only become um, like these data junkies. They just want to get the next bit of information. They want to get that much more into theory, but yet there's no practical execution. So for me, mm -hmm. if the guy can practically execute and therefore make both decisions, then you should just get out there in the world and start talking to some people, get in their faces, right? Like uh, if all you have is a hello, go with the hello, see how people react. If you know a bit more and you have, you know, maybe you have some uh, something that you can say that's a bit direct, what we call direct, and that's you state your interests. Uh, what most guys would do in that scenario was to say something like, uh, hey, I thought you were very beautiful. I just wanted to say hi. I wanted to get to know you. My name is Wem. Um, go out with that if that's what you got. If you're a little bit more uh, uh, in the know and you have an opinion opener, which is what we call them, something that doesn't convey interest but gets people conversational. Um, for an example, a Brad Pitt and Angelina, which is one I teach, uh, which goes like, hey, guys, Brad Pitt or Angelina? One night, who do you pick? 
See, I'm picking Brad Pitt. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't say it had to be anything sexual. Get your mind out of the gutter. I'm just saying you get to hang out with them. I'm picking Brad Pitt. Why? Whiskey. Cigars. I get to have Clooney talk. Do you know how long I've been wanting to have Clooney talk? I want to know what George Clooney's doing, what he's all about, you know? Angelina Jolie's going to try to build a school or adopt some kids or save a hospital. And I'm not in that headspace. I'm in Vegas. I'm having a podcast with Gonzalo over here, you know? I'm not in that headspace. <laughs> and she can then give an opinion. So whatever you have right now, you can go out and get some feedback. And depending on where you're starting at, your feedback's going to be different. You know, I get uh, asked a lot of times, you know, it's like, uh, you know, how do guys get really good at this? You know, how long does it take for a guy to get good at this? How does a guy get really good at this? And the truth is, it's almost like I, I almost feel like I'm a, I'm a top coach for like some big uh, uh, football club. And I'm getting asked by the parent, hey, hey, my kid, you know, how long is, how long is it going to take until he's, he's, a, he's a champion? And I'm just like, I don't know. It depends. It depends on how much training he's going to do. It depends if he wakes up at 5 a.m. to go running. It depends if he doesn't go and party every weekend with his boys and he, he dedicates to doing some more leg workouts because he needs to build his legs. Every Everyone is different. It's hard to say, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and so, like, imagine a guy who's, you know, like nine to five, normal work, yes. doesn't really have that much maybe time at night because he has to wake up mm -hmm. early what would you say like like how many times per per week would you say okay. like three times so per week if we're if we're talking you just want to get some basic skills you want to get to the point where look man i i i hate it i hate it i normally would never say this um but there is a in the pickup community a scale of it's just a bullshit scale that guys throw around between one and 10 of how beautiful the girl is, but it's, it's just a weird scale that means something to every other guy. So it's, it's hard, but if anyone is going to use these numbers, we need to talk about the numbers because it puts things in perspective. The reality that I yeah, know so is that your one to 10 scale is different than mine and it's different than mysteries and it's different than the next guy and it's different than the average Joe. So it's all irrelevant. It really makes no difference, but to the context of what we're talking and that's pushing for girls that we normally don't talk to. I, I, I don't, I, I see a, 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 almost like an asterisk next to the, to the problem that this whole scale is where it says, if anyone's going to be able to kind of talk about it as a one to 10 scale, we have to. Cause if I tell you, look, man, yeah. you've been, you, you told me in your mind, you've been dating sevens and you told me you want nines. That girl right there, you told me was a nine. You're not approaching her. That's a problem. And unfortunately to as derogatively and as uh, disrespectful as it sounds it, to me, it's more of just a, a quantifiable way to, uh, uh, to get our mindset into what is that we have to do. So with yeah. that said, um, I do see that with most guys, if they are just able to get into people's faces and get some feedback, they'll find out where they are. See, a lot of guys, depending on, you know, uh, their visual perceptive value, if they're good looking, if they have certain visual cues, behavioral cues that women find attractive, they can get away with bad behavior a lot more than the guy that doesn't have those attributes because at to some extent there is this very much uh judgmental and stereotypical and um value-based assessment that human beings have for each other however with all that said a guy that has the conversational wizardry that we teach and that can be mastered he can overcome all of that because at the end of the day if you just go in conversationally, you're not ever telling a girl, Hey, look at me for my, for my at face value and judge me. You're letting mm -hmm. her listen to your conversations. And who knows, maybe at the end of 20 minutes, she can find herself attracted to you, even though you're not necessarily her type. And that's the whole power of what I teach, you know? Yeah. And, um, it's something that's, uh, you know, I'm just going to give also my personal input because I feel like for a lot of guys listening, they maybe, you know, they think they're ugly or they think they need um, bigger muscles and they're like, oh, this wouldn't work for me. But um, I can tell like from my personal experience, I've <laughs> I've not been doing it as long as Colgate has, not even close. But 
from the time that I've seen about three, four months, it truly works, you know, and you, you'll start to see if you, if you say the right things in the right way that you can only, you know, get this skill by being, you know, being outside practicing, you will start noticing the difference. And for me, it's, it's sometimes Absolutely. it's crazy because, you know, you might have like an idea like, oh, maybe I don't deserve this quality of girls. And I had where you, you go, you approach, everything goes well. And then in my mind, it's still like, how is this possible? But yep. sl slowly, you know, step by step, your reality starts to become that. And yes, what I think your at your level is that. success that you have. Can you repeat? Sorry. I said your reality shifts and changes with the level of success that you have. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, for you, did, was it like a very noticeable moment where you were like, oh my God, now I'm this person or was it just like this? Yes, slow I can tell you exactly what that moment was. <laughs> I was curious. talking to my mother and there's a process in pickup that is called body rocking, which means that you shift the weight from one foot to the other when you're talking to somebody to simulate that you're not there to stay. You're not there to occupy their time or take over or try to get into their group. You're, you're kind of halfway there. You're, 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 you're into the conversation, but you're, you're making the body language gesture as if you're about to go to something that you have going on over there. Mm -hmm. And I remember talking to my mother <laughs> and body rocking and cause I had worked on it and yeah. through so many sets. And I remember her saying, what are you doing? And I'm like, what? And she's like, you're like moving in and out. Like you're about to go, you're talking to me. Are you staying or are you going? And I, it just hit me. It was like, whoa, awesome. like I'm, I'm doing things mechanically now. You know, I'm doing things that I, I, when I first started, I had to be so conscious of, you know, when you first start this, there's so much mechanics and so much mechanical behavior and robotic behavior just to get you out of your bad behavior. Cause right now you're, if you're not getting success, you're doing some bad behavior. So to get you out of that, we have to make it so mechanical that you behave like a high value male would. And I was working so consciously on that. And then all of a sudden it just hit. It's like the coin flips and yeah. all of a sudden you can only see one side again. I don't, I don't remember um, what life used to be before that moment, really. It, it, after that moment, that's when I really started to say, you know what, I'm actually really getting great at this. That's so crazy. And uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things as well that um, I also hear from a lot of guys, like you were saying that you have to almost, it needs to be very mechanical at the beginning because you're doing everything wrong. But a lot mm -hmm. of guys, they're, you know, they, when they do those types of very mechanical things, they feel like they can't just flow in conversation naturally. So what yes. I wanted to ask you is that, is it uh, part of the process where eventually it just becomes natural or is there any tips you can give to maybe yes, absolutely. You know, so, make it flow better? So yeah, um, that's a great question. That's that's a lot of the, the concerns that I get on boot camps as well initially is that guys um, are like, oh man, if I have to work on all this stuff, like I, I'm not in the moment. Well, here's, here's the example that I like to give, right? When you watch a, an awesome movie, right? Like your favorite movie, if you can think to wh whoever's listening, their favorite movie. The reason you like that movie is because the actors in that movie for no point in time have really questioned your reality. They had, they did their job successfully enough to the point that you got consumed in whatever reality it was that was pitched to you and you were able to enjoy it. And that's kind of what it is. Most guys, the mechanical behavior, it's just you telling me that you're a bad actor and you just got into acting and I gave you a script to star in a Hollywood movie and you can't pull it off. And that's okay because I don't expect you to. If you've never done any sort of performance in your life, for you to just take a script that Martin Scorsese or some <laughs> awesome director gives you and then just go act to the, to the likes of DiCaprio and all these guys, you're not gonna most likely pull it off. And it's gonna feel uncomfortable, it's gonna feel unnatural. And maybe there's a coach there that says, hey, this is what you have to do in order to come off like you know what the fuck you're doing. And that's kind of what I do is that I tell you, this is what you have to do so that you get the behavioral mechanisms that allow you to get more time to then practice more material, to then do all these things so that you build these skills so that ultimately you can just take whatever script you want. And by script at this point, I mean, whatever it is you want to talk about and make it shine. 
And that's the whole point. So yes, I totally agree. It's fucking robotic and it's a very much, it takes you out of the present. But if you're going out once a month, that never changes. You'll never see that switch. But if you go out, and again, you asked this before, um, for a normal guy, nine to five, the best thing that he can do is try to go out two times a week. If he wants just some basic skills to just be able to talk to his uh, fellow counterpart, his uh, his fellow uh, uh, man, his fellow female, and be able to you know get to know and shoot the shit and be able to handle some situations, he can just go out and be able to go out two nights a week with good practice, a system that he can that he can go through and, and work on skills with. By a year into it, he's going to have a skill that he's going to be able to get himself a girl that, again, the reason we tar- started talking about the scale, that in, in his reality, if he was getting the average girl, which is five, six, right, he can get a seven or an eight maybe and be and be happy. That's a guy yeah. that, that will go out and two times a week. If you want, you know, what I call God level skills, like what me and mystery have then you're putting in a lifestyle choice into your life now where you're, it's not just about getting the girl. It's about getting so good at this that you can teach it to other people and you can teach it to your kids and, and pass out information and be able to view the landscape and see how it changes, see what the girls are into and how that evolves through time and, and, and make it so that the next guy can get his skills faster. If you want that, then you're dedicating your life to it. Like we have, you know, yeah. So it's it's all there in between. Just like sports, man. There's a lot of guys that that play, you know, basketball, and then there's a lot of guys that just play with their friends. There's a lot of guys that you know uh, play amateur, you know, you know, every once in a while in a little league. Then there's guys that play in a semi-pro. And as you go up, it's less and less guys, right? Out of everyone that yeah. plays basketball. So once you get to the NBA, there's a bunch of awesome players. But then in the NBA, there's the top 10 players. And then within those top 10, there's the guys that have made a name and have built a legend-like status in what they're doing. And that's the Michael Jordans and the LeBron James. And I like to think of mystery as the Michael Jordan and myself as the LeBron James of the pickup world. Because I don't see anybody that's contributed and has pulled off as many capers, as we like to say, as we have. (laughs) No, absolutely. And uh, one thing that I really like that you say and Mystery says is that this is a skill set. It's not something, It's you don't need to be born with this. You know, you can always learn this. And the thing that I feel like, you know, this type of advice shifted towards in the last years that maybe now it's changing again is, there was a lot of feel-good advice where it was like, Ooh. oh, just be, just be yourself. Just uh, get in state, get in a good state, and then oh. you'll be perfect like this. And that advice for most people, it's very harming because then you're always thinking that, oh, I'm not good at that because I'm not a good person. I'm, I don't have a good state. But this, like you're putting it, is much better. Conditional, right? At the very best, it makes you conditional to where oh, for me to get in state, I have to go to the gym for two hours. For me to get in state, I need to make a sale. For me to get in state, I need to have my first two interactions go well. And then you become this person that always needs something for you to feel good. And the problem with any advice that tells you to be like, oh, be more confident, be more (laughs) funny, be more uh, this, is that if you could be it already, you already would be doing it. You wouldn't. Absolutely. You wouldn't, you know, like that's, it's just not practical. Like the one thing that I strive over every coach, um, and I've worked alongside a lot of guys. I've seen what a lot of guys uh, are, are teaching students that I end up teaching. Um, and what I find that it's the most different is that I'm always giving practical advice. To me, it's like, don't just say, oh, be more funny. You need to put into your start, stopping continues every Sunday night when you do them. And start, stopping continues are two things. And uh, for each of those columns, start, stopping continues that you need to do to get better at social interactions for the next week. So every Sunday, ideally, you do them every time you go out. But if not, every Sunday, you look at how your interactions went this week and you plan for the next week. But at the end of those start, stopping continues, you should be able to see certain trends that you're able to carry for the next week to get your interaction, yeah. uh, your interactions better, you know? Absolutely. And if there's like one thing I want everyone listening to get out of this is to look at it more like we were saying as a skill and not as something that you need to have or be, you know, no. like what are you saying? Like doing those start, stop, continues 
is what you do maybe in sports or in business or everything. Like yes. what's, what gets measured gets managed. Exactly. That's it. That's exactly it. And yeah, so it's, um, so uh, if you could go just a bit more into how they would structure those, um, like what, what do they focus on in yes, those? Exactly. Start so I like to look at it. There, there's seven principles that I like to, to look at when I'm trying to teach a guy how to go about getting his skills. Um, the first one is the mindset. You need to have a certain kind of mindset in order to get skills because there are a lot of rejection that comes with it. I'll tell any guy listening and any guy that's in front of me that I've been rejected more than any guy I know. That's why I'm so fucking good at what I do is that I learned how to get through every fucking rejection by doing another set, by doing another group, by getting to another person's face. That's how I managed to get through all of my awkwardness, all of the wrong stuff I've ever said, all of the times that I've lost the girl because I didn't do the right move. I was able to do that with countless rejections and countless approaches throughout my life. So you knowing that rejection comes into it, you knowing that you have to be resilient, you knowing that you have to operate from high value male behavior already. Like we talked about earlier, you have to be the guy that you're going to be in six months now instead of being who you are, yeah. all of these things in the mindset is going to elevate uh, the way that you do the next bit, which is number two, the structure. You need some structure. You need to know how courtship works. You need to know that there are phases in every interaction and you need to know that there is a, an objective to each phase. And you need to know that the phases are not ours as guys, it's the girls. So by completing the objective of each phase, you're keeping her comfortable and keeping things moving along. So you need the structure. You're going to also need the material to fill in the structure because the stuff that you may be saying right now may not be moving the structure along. So you need material. You're going to have to have how you're going to say that material so that you're not labeled as the next guy trying to talk to her and that you can create some impact. You're going to have to have um, the approach of volume and velocity to get the skills. And that's not just doing, you know, a dozen approaches every time you go out, but making sure that you do a dozen approaches within two to three hours and that you don't drag it out for six hours. And that you also don't get your first 200 approaches in the next three years. You do it in six months or even better the next 90 days. And however much you can do volume and velocity just helps you get more experience reference points so that you're able to handle the next interaction. And then the next one is if you have a, a, a coach that can give you some instant feedback, then you're going to be the next level up because you have somebody that can look at you and say, look, man, you're doing this wrong. And if it's somebody that knows what they're doing, they can elevate your skills a lot higher. The problem is, is that when you go out with your friends, when you go out with, especially guys that aren't aware of the, the goal that we're trying to get, which is our better skill sets, it, they can start laughing and judging you. And then it, it gets you out of trying to open the sets and, and get the objective done. So having somebody there with you, either a wingman, a guy that's in the know, or someone that can go out with you, that's just going to, you know, watch you do your thing and give you some, Hey man, the girls, when you walked away, they really didn't seem like they really liked that. Having that eye is one level. Having an awesome trained expert eye is the top level of getting some feedback, but feedback is, is, yeah. is good. And then finally is accountability. It's what we're talking about. It's the doing the start, stop and continues and managing things so that you can scale it up and see patterns and trends. And I always tell guys when they go out, make sure you keep track of, how many uh, sets or how many groups that you uh, went into? Uh, what was the average uh, number of the people in the group? You know, was it two? Was it two girls? Mm -hmm. Was it a mixed group with guys and it was a five people in the group? Like, what was the average of the number of people in the groups? What was the girl that you were into? What was her number? Right? Because we have to keep that in mind. Because for a guy that's telling me that he wants to get a supermodel, a nine and a ten, if he's not approaching girls that are eights or nines in his mind when he's out, then he's not conquering the objective correctly. So making sure that he gets uh, uh, the girl that he's into, what number she's at so that we can look at it and say, look, man, you're telling me you want the nine and 10, the supermodel, but all the girls that you've, that you've uh, talked to in the last 90 days, based on your reports, aren't that level. So we got to 
make sure yeah. you get to some events. We got to make sure you get to some venues or whatever it is and make a correction so that you're able to put yourself in front of those girls that you said you once wanted. And I just keep people very much focused on whatever goals and objectives they want. And as long as they're willing to do the work and execute it to perfection, I can, I can get any guy at any starting point to be better off than when he started off for sure at the very least. But yeah. to some guys that actually put in the work, I can get them to the promised land, man. I can get them to a superhero level yeah. skill, you know? Yeah, and definitely like everyone who's listening, if you're looking for coaching, like Colgate's the man to do it. So if you're if right now you're tired of the podcast and you want to do that right now, you can go to askcolgate.com or to askcolgate on yeah, Instagram. And just and I'm know, the way and, that and, uh, I look yeah. at it, man, see, it's important for me to work with the right guys as well. Because to be honest with you, I can't ensure uh, results for every guy because I know some guys aren't going to do the work. So it, to me, it's a compatibility thing. Like I always tell guys, look, man, let's, let's get in front of each other. Let's book a Skype session. Let's get to know each other. Let me see what your work ethic is. Let me see what happens a week from now, a month from now. And then if I get a sense of how the guy is and what he's really wanting, or if he's really adamant about doing stuff, I'll, I'll get him on a program, mm -hmm. right? I'll book a, a, a boot camp with him, and then I'll get on a Skype call. I always do a Skype call before. And what that Skype call does for me, it's very important. It's for me to really check what what's this guy about what's he what's his reasons for really doing this because if the guy is like oh you know i just want to fuck some girls i'm gonna tell you right now i've always i i don't attract those kind of guys the guys that i attract are a very much different type but if a guy comes along that way um if he aligns with my message for some reason and that's the type of guy that comes through the door I have no issues in just literally giving him a full refund, sending him an ebook and just telling him, Hey man, you got to change your mindset a bit. And then we, maybe we can work in the future because it's important to me, awesome. man. It's important to me to make sure I'm working with the right guys, the guys that are in it for the right reasons, the guys that want to get good at the social skills. Yes. The girls are a part of it, but it's also about developing themselves because a lot of the times the reasons that you aren't getting the success that you're, that you want, is because you're just doing some things wrong. Like I always tell guys like, look, if I could teach you nothing, right? If I had just Colgate, you got 30 seconds to teach a guy, whatever it is that you want to say, you got 30 seconds. What, what would you say? I would literally just give off 10 like bullet points of what not to do. Just don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. And I'll tell you with those 10 things, most guys would be able to have way more time in their interactions and maybe get some girls to like them than they are right now. And, yeah. and let me, is that something you can share right now? Um, or is that yeah, I, I can give you like, a few. Um, the first one would be uh, don't convey interest. So don't approach girls with your body full on to them as if you're trying to get something out of them or you're trying to stay in the conversation. The best way to do it is to go over the shoulder because when you go over the shoulder or even better over the back, it looks like you're just trying to have something settled, but still maintain your presence in whatever it is space that you're currently occupied in, which gives them the illusion that you're not there to occupy their space. So uh, number one would be uh, that. Number two would be don't talk so fast. There is a power in speaking slow. And although I feel the time constraint that we have, because this podcast can't go on forever, I'm talking fast uh, as I'm doing it. However, if I was out right now, I would be talking at this exact pace because when I switch it to this pace, all of a sudden you get a different essence of who I am. And that's how it works. And, 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 and don't talk fast. So yeah, don't talk fast. Um, the next one is prepare your conversations beforehand. So don't go into it and just try to come up with something on the spot because chances are you're going to do exactly what the same guys that came up before you have done. They're going to talk about, oh, where's the cool places to go around here? Oh, I like your bag. Oh, uh, you know, is it always this busy around here? Oh, it's all this shit. So don't say that because you have to be different right? You have to be different than most guys that have approached you or better yet, you have to be different than all the guys that have approached before you. So, um, going in and preparing what you're going to say, 
Um, the next thing, when you do go in, make sure you match their energy level or increase it slightly higher because a lot of the guys come in with this very much monotone conversational voice. And even if we do Brad Pitt and Angelina in a, hey guys, Brad Pitt or Angelina, one night, who do you pick? It doesn't get it done as well. It's you know, so, yeah. Um, so yes, uh, being able to capture that. The next one is um, when you do uh, uh, approach them and you uh, have something to say, make sure that the next part of what you're saying is different to the first one. Because what a lot of guys do is they keep talking about the same thing they first initiated the conversation with for 20 minutes. This is not about trying to find out really who they would pick Brad Pitt or Angelina, right? At a, at a student level, what I would be telling a student is it's a false opinion opener. We're going in to simulate that we care about what they're saying, but really it's for us to say what we're saying because at the end of the minute, two minutes of the rant, the value has to be conveyed. The personality has to be conveyed. The vibe has to be conveyed. And if I let her talk, then even though it's fun, at the end of the minute or two minutes, she has no value for me because I haven't shown anything. So I'm just asking her Brad Pitt and Angelina yeah. so that I can tell her what I think. So making sure that it's, it's different and then also fun. And then the next bit of advice would be to have something that builds value and that really conveys the evolutionary attraction switches, which are pre-selection, meaning that other girls have already pre-screened you and said that you're okay. Whether it is that you mentioned that you were with your ex-girlfriend Ashley yesterday or you have a girl with you, it gets accomplished the same way. The next one is leader of men. That's you just leading the boys. A simple demonstration of that could be if guys are in a group, you know, five guys and the hottest girl you've ever seen, you just walk up and you say, hey, guys, you guys are holding your beers wrong. Don't hold it on the body. You got to hold it on the neck because the warmth from your hands is going to make the beer warmer faster. So just switch up. And then they all switch their grips and you're leading the men. And she's like, whoa, who the fuck is this guy leading all these five guys that I'm with? And the next one would be a protector of loved ones. That could be accomplished through a story or telling her when you're walking the street, hey, don't, uh, don't walk on the side where the cars are. I'll walk on that side. You walk on the cars on the other side. That's protector of loved ones. The yeah. next one is willingness to emote. That's having uh, healthy emotions so that she knows that if – she spills milk on the counter. You're not just going to slap her up, but that also that if something happens that's dramatic and, and, and needs action to be taken, you will do that as well. Um, the next attraction switch is uh, willingness to walk away. That's your ability to, when things are going well, to not be needy and clingy and seek more and want more from her. It's the willingness to back off. Uh, a demonstration of that could be when she's really into you and she sits on your lap and she's going to make out with you and you say, baby, slow this down. Let's get back to our friends. Seriously. I, I, I got to share a story real quick just to show her that you have a willingness to walk away. Or if everything is going right, you say, hey, I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. I'll let you girls have your girl chat. Um, I'll be back in a sec. And then you go to the bathroom, not because you have to, but because it shows your willingness to get up and walk away. So that she can feel, what does it feel without him now? Because I've been having so much fun. Now that he's not here, it's not as fun. Therefore, I want him here again. And you need to have her see that because it's attractive. And then finally, successful risk-taking. Showing her that press against the wall, back against the wall, even though you're unsure, you still succeed. And if you can capture those things, you're going to be money with any girl. Absolutely. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think like for now, <laughs> for guys just starting, that's pretty much like all you need for now. Um, I, I know most people. <laughs> it's a lot, man. Trust me. And yeah. it, it, we're, and we're, we're, we've been talking for an hour and I'm just like, I'm ranting because this, this is yeah, the yeah. format and, of the and podcast. It's the best right? way we're to, ranting. you know, because a lot of these topics can be it's, controversial it's, sometimes. Exactly. Even today I was seeing a, a dating company was like BBC did a secret like report on it and everything went down. And it's very easy to like get these things misunderstood. So I think like long format is the best because you can just talk about it. You can give your full context. <laughs> Dude, I love it. I love it, man. There's always talks about <laughs> pickup movies yeah. and documentaries and all this. I fucking love it. You know why? Because I think that the lens 
and the microscope needs to be shed on it because there's a lot of fucking guys out there and they're, they're smart. They know how other men operate. They know that other guys are bitter and they're angry. So they, they preach a message that conveys a certain ideology for those guys to relate to. And it just becomes this very much to- toxic male behavior of just guys that yeah. have no authority, have no experience. They've been, you know, they went to a boot camp with one of us three years ago and now they're coaching and just have their own nonsense attached to it. And it's just, I love it when people get out like that. I love any kind of light, whether good or bad on pickup. It's awesome because honestly, it weeds out the guys that are fucking shitty. Like when Vice oh, did yeah. uh, the that. documentary yeah. on one of uh, the pickup guys uh, hiring girls to be his girlfriends and do all this shit. Like that to <laughs> me is fucking awesome because yeah. you know what? Fuck that guy for doing that shit. Fuck that guy for threatening that girl uh, while he's off thinking he's off camera and not mic'd up. Fuck him. So yeah, dude, for real. Like I'm all about any exposure, good or bad, because there are guys in this fucking industry that are taking advantage of guys that come in at a vulnerable place, come in at a place where they want to humble themselves and get coaching. And they totally take advantage of that. They totally push the pain buttons to make a sale and they do all that shit. So any kind of light. And I think right now what's really awesome is that because of the internet, because of guys talking, um, these guys are struggling to keep a grip on, on things because people talk, man. And at the end of the day, you're going to you're going to scam a couple guys, you're going to, you know, uh um make some guys make some bad decisions, but ultimately people will talk enough to where you're going to start feeling it. And I think that for anyone that hasn't been doing it correctly, for anyone that hasn't had the students interests in mind before the money, before just, you know, living a lifestyle and having students pay for it and all this shit. The guys that are legit there and caring about the students' progression, yeah. those guys are going to be fine. They're always going to be fine. They're going to be here, you know, no, like absolutely. we've been. They're going to be here for decades. But the ones that are just coming in and trying to take advantage of male vulnerability, take advantage of, you know, just the places that guys come from, because everybody comes from a different place to why they get into this kind of stuff, you know? And to me, like, you you taking advantage of that or not having that in mind as you're moving forward when you're working with somebody is the most tragic thing you can no, do for their development absolutely. you know and then the next one the next one would be <laughs> to tell them good job cuz sometimes telling them good job keeps them from getting great and i'm not after making guys good i'm after making them great you know yeah absolutely and uh colgate my man with that in mind i think we can finish here yes. it's been it went quick. it's been a great podcast it's been a great pleasure to talk with you um, yeah, it was a, an hour that went by super quick. And I think for like everyone who's listening and who's been listening, you can see that like Colgate's the real deal. His values are all in place and he knows the skill. He knows what he's talking about. So with that in mind, Colgate, I would like for you to like plug either your website or your Instagram, whatever is best for people who want help yes, absolutely. so they can get it from you. Look, man, I, I try to give off as much value as I possibly can. I do know that there is a truth to if there's no investment, there's no commitment. So mm-hmm. I, I, I am one of the world's best and I do charge a, a, an exuberant amount of money to work with me compared to the next guy. But with that said, I do offer a shit ton of free value for, for everybody that wants to get involved. I have a YouTube channel that people can get on. Um, I have uh, an Instagram that I upload daily stuff to. Um, there's plenty of resources everywhere, man. You can, if you guys haven't read The Mystery Method, definitely start there. That's, that's the, the, the number one thing I'll tell you guys to, to read that will change the way you guys process the structure of what courtship is. Um, but yeah, you can go on the website, askcolgate.com. But more importantly for me, it's no matter whether you go off and, you know, you get coaching or you don't, or you, you, you read some stuff, watch a YouTube video or whatever it is, try to find if you want help, one person that you identify with that you ultimately think, you know what, this guy right here is what I would like to capture in essence to, to get myself a better skill set and just stick with him. Because what a lot of guys do is they jump around from guy to guy and then they end up conflicting messages and conflicting certain ideologies. And then they become this kind of clusterfuck of guy that doesn't know how to act. So he just throws whatever he knows into the, the board, hoping something that sticks, you know? So stick to one guy and if you're going to get into it, 
make sure that at the end of all the research, at the end of all the knowledge and all the, the stuff that you can learn, that there is actionable execution at the end of it. Because unless you're getting out, and again, you don't need me to, to get your skills better than where they are at right now. You need yourself, whether you have me or not. So make sure that when you're going out, you approach it correctly. You try to quantify and make it as um, systemized as possible so that you can see where your areas of weaknesses are, where your where, uh, areas of strengths are and play into those. And if you can do that, man, then you're going to be uh, more uh, better off than just going off and listening to some guy talk about his you know, bravado story and that's what mm-hmm. you should do. And, and if you can separate that kind of information, you're, you're literally above the guys that can't and you're already with a, a certain mindset that's already foundationally setting you up for success. Awesome. Uh, so all these links are going to be right down in the, in the description that you can find also on our Instagram. And uh, with that being said, Colgate, it's been a pleasure. Great interview. And, um, here, man. It's a shame that we couldn't get Tiago here. I know, I know. It's uh, it's kind of a logistical problem, but, but you know <laughs> maybe what? in the future. It's we'll in our it. future. Yes, it's in our future. Yeah. Sure. Awesome. So guys, this is me after the interview. Um, at the time, it kind of went by us and I didn't actually record the outro. So this just to say that once again, uh, if you want to find Colgate and his links, you can just go to the link in the the links in the description or go to askcolgate.com. Uh, and for my part, that is all. You know, uh, next week there will be the regular regular podcast as always. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. Any questions you have, you can send it to our Instagram, and we'll see you next week. Bye.